Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. And yeah, we're here now. So without further ado, we are, we are Project, Project State. <laughs> Still got to work on that one. Yeah. But yes, we are back. And this title is what happens when you don't seek God? So I know we always talk about, you know, seek God. What happens when you do seek God? But we're going to get a little bit into um, what happens when you don't. But um, Grace is first going to share the gospel with you all. Yeah, so the gospel is really important because um, we want to make sure that you understand what that is. If there's anything you can get from any of our podcasts, this definitely should be the gospel. Because um, your faith journey starts with understanding the gospel and accepting it. So without further ado, here's the gospel. So God created us to be with him, to serve him, to love him, to bring glory to him in the beginning. And when the fall of man came, and that's when Eve got tempted by the devil and fell into temptation by sinning, all humans became privy to sin from the time we were born. And now our sin separates us from God. In addition to that, the wages of sin is death, meaning the eternal damnation is there because we sin and we're all privy to that. So it's not God who sends us to hell, it's actually the sin we commit. And so some people think that in order to escape eternal damnation, they can go do some good deeds, for example, being good people or caring for the world. But the problem is that our sins cannot be removed by good deeds. In fact, the Bible, there are so many laws, 600 plus in fact, and all of those laws show us time and time and again that we cannot be saved by being good. There's just no way. We will always fall short of God's glory. So what are we left with? Are we to be sad? Are we supposed to be crying? Or are we supposed to fear? No because God actually sent down his only begotten son. His name is Jesus Christ to actually pay the price for our sin because we actually can't. He came into our world plagued with sin and became the only person on earth to walk on this earth that did not sin at all. He is eternal perfect lamb of God and that is how we can get saved. So now if we believe in Jesus Christ on the fact that he died and he resurrected on the dirt on the third day, we will be saved. And if we believe that Jesus is the only one who paid the price for us to be saved, we'll be saved. So if you repent of your sin, asking God for forgiveness of your wicked ways and turning 180 degrees away from them and asking God for help, we will be saved. Lastly, so what is next? Well, now we have to live the life that is emulating Christ. We know that we can never attain perfection, but we can always strive to be perfect. So now live your life as Jesus did in love, in peace, in joyfulness, and in serving others and loving others. And to continue to work with our Father to be his daughter, to be his son, so that we may be reunited with him at the end of the day. Thank you for listening to the gospel. Mic drop. Yeah, your email's blowing up over there, eh? Busy, busy girl. (laughs) Um... But we're gonna we're gonna start with what is seeking God. So thank you for that. Um, but what what is seeking God? And simplest way of thinking it was like asking, you know, your good friend, should I wear the red shirt or the yellow shirt? Mm-hmm. And any move you make, always asking your good friend, should I wear these mm-hmm. shoes or these shoes? You know, should I eat this meal or this meal? We can go a little bit deeper. Should I choose this job or this job? Mm. Uh, should I talk to this person or this person? This school, this school. This project, this project. And the list, and the list goes on. And the simplest way of putting it is literally asking God before you even make one move. And it really does 
get into a nice healthy relationship when you start asking him from like the littlest smallest things that we don't even think to seek god and in seeking really just means looking for where god is in this decision like we're coming to him first like we're not coming to him after 500 other people we've talked to and then like yeah what does god have to say about it no we're seeking him first because we know he literally is the author of our story and obviously he's gonna give us the best answer the thing about seeking god though is like he's not gonna i always hear this quote is that he may not answer when you want him, but he always answers on the right time. Mm. And and that can be the tricky thing about seeking him. It can be something as big as, should I take this job? And then you're waiting, waiting, waiting. Three weeks go by and you're like, okay. One, one of my favorite um, stories is about the persistent widow. And God literally asks us to bother him kind of sort of thing when, when we're looking for him, when we're seeking him, when we're asking for his voice, we're asking to hear him in the wilderness and the good and the bad. He wants us to be persistent and he wants um, to hear from us all the time. And this kind of just ropes into prayer. Mm-hmm. But going back on what I said into, you know, seeking him in the little things, Maybe we should start um, thinking about, you know, God, should I be really eating this right now? Because, you know, the Bible talks about gluttony and stuff like that. And and, and then sometimes the decisions we make, we're like, oh, dang, you know, God, why would you? Why, why God? And it's kind of like, well, if you had asked God in the beginning, you know, when it didn't, it was like a small snowball. You know, when we don't ask, it starts like a small little pack of snow. And then the more we don't seek him in this decision, the bigger the snowball becomes and it rolls down the hill and literally crushes us. I don't know if you see seeking him in the small things. Yeah, includes dieting or, you know, the shows we watch, the music we listen to, the people um, we to, the friends we have. Mm-hmm. Um this, the, the stores we associate ourselves with because sometimes you find out you know these people behind the scenes are doing like you know really inhumane horrible things and um, you can't say okay well you know once you educate yourself nobody's really gonna you know hold you hold you to it but sometimes you know we can avoid things when people call you out you know we can really avoid things if we just seek God but yeah I think also when we're asking what does it mean or what is seeking God, we can also use that verse from Proverbs chapter mm-hmm. 3, verse 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and mm-hmm. all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So funnily enough, I saw that verse like two times today and it just connects so well with what seeking God means. It means trusting in him and it means looking onto him as Kayla's saying, consulting him, you know, asking mm-hmm. him in the smallest and the biggest of decisions you have and trying to see how we can get understanding from him. Um, not leaning on our own understanding, not leaning on what we think is right or what we think is wrong, but what he knows is right and what he knows is wrong. Um, and so definitely Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 definitely relates on how we can seek God it's just trusting in him and leaning on his understanding and not ours and and yeah like when it's talking about leaning on your own understanding why are we even doing that I know we're so mm-hmm. used to like yeah instincts and advice from friends and whatnot and sometimes you know God does use other people to speak to us but yeah. it's like you're taking their advice before you even ask God so then mm-hmm. it, it it's how would you know that he's even using this person because sometimes you don't and he ends up using the person anyway because he, he, he's trying to get your attention but what you'll find that when you seek him 
he's always working in new ways he's not doing things the same way all the time all the time but you know kind of going back on the own understanding thing it's like i said he's all knowing why are we <laughs> kind of like yeah we're the spearheads in our lives because we know everything no we don't know everything we don't even understand everything um but i i've been going in through a season especially now when i'm deciding what university to go to i think also the scary thing with seeking him is that we become impatient when all he wants us to do is be patient and he's looking to see if we're gonna wait and he's looking to see kind of going back to what i said he's looking to see if we're going to be persistent it's not about he's looking to see if we're going to be persistent because he wants to see how much we want it he's looking to see if we have faith and he's looking to see if we have faith in him and if we believe that he hears us and if we believe that he's going to advocate for us that's what he's looking for because if you pray one day and he's like you know i don't think you really believe that i'll help you out in this i don't really believe that you think you seek me you'll find me he wants to know that if we, we when we're seeking him we know that we're gonna find him because we trust that he's there so i think um as i wait for him very patiently i'm hearing things and i think we have to become really 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 sensitive to his voice really sensitive to the the ways that he speaks to us um I was really excited to do this topic because I wanted to go back to when earlier in my faith journey when I was in a situation when I did not seek him but I'm not going to go into what happens when he did not seek you yet so I'm going to finish just saying what I have to say about this but now when I've been asking him I had a dream yesterday or last night and I was taking a math quiz and I was like I didn't study for the math quiz and weirdly okay I'm not going to get to that but I didn't study for the math quiz and I finished about it was double sided and then there was like another double sided page and then a like half page. So I was finished the first double sided page but when it got to the second and third page I didn't know anything and I didn't study. And I was like the teacher came up to me and he was like yeah you kind of got like <laughs> two minutes left and I'm like <laughs> just filling in the answers and like, putting in fake things and I'm like my dream was very like just very stressful and I didn't really see the the significant or the fruit in it like you know and it wasn't until later on in the day and i was like wait a minute is he trying to tell me that math is something that i might be doing in the near future where i'm not going to be studying for i'm not going to be you know i'm going to just kind of wing it which sometimes we do wing things like this this dream could not be significant but it made me think about things and sometimes he'll speak to us and it's not like it's not like he's giving us the answer then. Like I'm not saying this dream was like, yeah, I know my university. I know what I want to do in the next stage. No. The purpose of the dream was to get my attention. Mm. He wanted he he believes that I'm persistent, but he's going to draw me near him. That's what he's going to do. That's what this is about. He needs me. He needs the me that he was he knew he was going to make before the foundation of the earth in this next season. He's drawing me near him. He wants my attention. He wants my focus. So he knew that this random, you know, kind of stressful math silly dream would at least get me back on this, you know, questioning stage. And he's been doing little other little things, you know, to change my behavior, to change, you know, you know, we humans, we're we kind of 
when we he puts us you know five steps forward we kind of do things that goes 10 steps back but he's really been working with me the spirit's really been doing and and changing my behavior but i think he needs an uh a version of me that the version that i am now can't go into the next season and i'm going to be making some really big decisions i think he just wants me to have the eyes that i need to see what he's saying but lastly i just wanted to say that you know as i wait we got to be really sensitive to how he's going to speak through friends because even today another example somebody's telling me like this could be your vocation and i'm just like you know has nothing to do with my programs but that's not the point the point is he's speaking to me like it's not cool first of all let's talk about that he's speaking to me he's reaching out to me and he just wants to hear back from me and that's love like that's a hundred percent love um but yeah biggest takeaway be sensitive to his voice because as you pray he's going to be speaking like don't don't even wait to be sensitive don't don't think that you pray on thursday and he's going to answer you i don't know in the next two weeks this is not like you know you're leaving god a voicemail he's working on his timeline so get sensitive when you ask him then and there yeah pray to him it's just about finding ways god um, is speaking to you um Mm -hmm. and how he's trying to catch your attention sometimes um we can get so um i guess distracted in our lives Mm -hmm. that we just need to pull back and god's trying to pull us back we just need to like look and see Mm -hmm. so um now that we've discussed a little bit about like what it means to see god we want to talk a little bit on how can we see God. Um, and if I can, like, say this in, like, you know, three, like, main points. Um, I could say that, number one, seeking God, you can seek him through his, pre- you can seek his presence through prayer. You can mm-hmm. seek his presence with humility. And you can seek his presence through surrender. Those are three things that I've seen. And I think that these are really important points. The first one, seek his presence through prayer. I mean, the best place to seek God is by speaking to him by praying to him talking to him and we all know that prayer is just simply talking to god having your conversation seeking his face through prayer the next one seeking his presence with humility understanding that we are not perfect human beings and we just are sinful human beings and we need his power well his presence and we need his love and we need his understanding and his care and so when we seek him with humility understanding that everything we are is nothing without him then that's how we can attain his presence and then finally seeking his presence through surrender so it's not when you come to god in prayer and you're like yeah i'm super humble but then he (laughs) tells you hey like you got to let go of this number one two and three and four and five like absolutely not yeah that's a word you're not going to tell god what needs to be done he's going to tell you what needs Mm -hmm. to be done um an example of this i remember when i was watching a certain show and it wasn't even like you know terribly bad it's just for me it wasn't the best thing and so me i'm just trying to see god and all these things and i got the conviction that i I had to drop the show i couldn't watch the show anymore and i was kind of like you know battling with god and i was like i don't want to drop this show it's not even that serious blah 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 and it just was on my heart and it just felt like my spiritual life wasn't moving forward 
because I was not being obedient. I did not want to surrender the things that I wanted to surrender. And so how can you seek God when you're not ready to be humble? Mm -hmm. How can you seek God when you're not ready to surrender? Because when we're seeking God, we're saying, I want to be everything that God wants me to be. I Mm -hmm. want to seek his face. So it's not about you putting the terms on the table and him Mm -hmm. succumbing to the terms. It's about him telling you what you need to do and you being obedient to those terms as well. And so if there's anything else I can say about seeking God, it's about calling upon him, praying to him. Um, It's about serving him with wholehearted devotion and a willing mind. So Mm -hmm. I think going hand in hand with prayer, you need to also start, you know, um, trying to start serving him. Now, when we talk about serving God, there's many different ways, but also we can, you know, serve him through how we serve other people, which I love this story in the New Testament. And um, I think it was in one of the Gospels. It was in one of the Gospels. And um, it was basically just around like Judgment Day type of thing. And um, the people were basically saying, well, God was basically saying to the people, like, thank you. Um, you've served me in this and this and this and ways. And the people were like, we never served you, God. Not like that. And then he said, oh, yeah. well, any time that you served another person, you were serving, serving me. me. Yeah. So serving other people is an essentially serving God. And that's essentially seeking God as well. And mm-hmm. so we can serve other people by doing things that we can for other people, utilizing our spiritual gifts, or even just by being Christians in our own ways. Serving other people is can also be equitable to seeking God. Um, another way that you can seek God is by... Um, seeking him in devotion and also um, I guess in your time your quiet times with the Lord so in your quiet time you might have prayer and then you might have devotion and then you might have um, just honestly meditation or whatever you're doing those are ways you can see God God the best way that you can hear God's voice and I can not stress this enough is through his word people are always saying I'm not hearing God's voice I'm not hearing God's voice read his bible read his word and if you want to hear his voice out loud read out the bible that's how you can hear his voice because that's the best place you can hear his voice god mm-hmm. is speaking directly to you from his word and so that's mm-hmm. how you can seek his face as well seek his presence as well and then finally casting your cares upon the lord the lord does want to take your burdens onto himself so all you need to do is just pray and tell the lord what's going on in your life and include him into those decisions as we're, as we're talking about what is seeking God while consulting him into all the decisions you have. So it's really important that we're asking him and telling him that, Lord, I have this big decision coming up. I really need your help. Let me know what you know I should be doing. Let me know the decision I should make. That's what you can do to seek God. Asking him his input, not even his input, what he knows is right for you on every decision in your life and everything that's going on in your life. Yeah, snaps to that. Because the other thing too is that we we're always seeking him for something. But what about just seeking him? Like, let's just let's seek him. Mm-hmm. Like, just seek the Holy Spirit. Yeah, you're having a bad day, seek him. You're having a good day, seek, seek him. him. You you um somebody a baby was just born in your family, seek him. Seek him. Um, somebody passed away in your family. Seek him. seek him um you're just struggling right now um you're stressed out seek him like the list is endless seek him seek him seek him seek him um it's not always a matter of i don't know blank seek god or of seek god that's the sentence because then that's not really a relationship that's 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 you going to the bank 
I need this. I need this. I'm coming to you for this, this, and this. And you're just taking, taking withdrawal. You're not withdrawing. This is how it works. Um, and I don't want to say the deposit is serving him because we can never do anything to just, you know, mm-hmm. um, give love, enough love to just, he loves us enough. And nothing can separate us from his love. So that that's out the window. But we're doing it because we love to seek him and we love yeah. him and we love to obey him and we obey him because we love him kind of just like this connotation where it's like i'm only a christian or i only pray to god so i can get something out of it like mm-hmm. i can be rich or anything prosperity wise it's really disappointing because we're not christians because we want something in return we want to have a prosperous life we're christians mm-hmm. because we love god and he loves us so much so when you're seeking him use that mindset with that we're seeking him for him not so that we can have a prosperous life and mm-hmm. it's okay to want to you know live an okay life and live in a in a nice you know whatever situation that you're in but it's mm-hmm. also more important for us to seek him for him not for our own personal gain and i think this kind of attributes a little bit to um matthew 6 verse 33 and i love this when it comes to talking about seeking god and i would recommend that you read matthew 6 verse um matthew chapter 6 verse 22 25 to 33 um but i'm just going to read 33 for you all and it basically says but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well this is really important because when we are seeking God, we shouldn't be seeking him and then at the same time seeking everything else in our lives and, you know, putting all of that stuff on the same pedestal that we're putting God on. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. really important that we're seeking God full heartedly without division in our hearts. And it's really difficult. I mean, I'm saying this as if I'm not struggling with it as right now. You know what I mean? But it's something that we should always be working towards seeking God first above all else seeking his kingdom seeking his righteousness and what does it mean to seek his righteousness well we're trying to live a holy life so letting the Holy Spirit sanctify you as you surrender yourself as you obey the Holy Spirit and the Bible and God himself and so it's really important that we're seeking God first that we're putting him first and that we're not doing it for our own personal gain but because we want to serve him for him and and also too we're seeking him in like the things that we're asking like should i watch this should i go to this job mm-hmm. because we want to do his will so sometimes yeah. even though it seems like yeah i'm doing this prayer request actually it's a request to make sure i'm in alignment and conscience of your will and the bible even says to be conscious of his will mm-hmm. what does that mean you're aware that you're doing the things that he wants to do you're not asleep to it. <laughs> you're awake to it. Um, and you're, you'll know you're awake to it because you've been asking him and then you follow. It's actually, you know, put it simply, ask and then do. But the do in the, in the middle, the do part is hard because I love how you brought up surrender. Because we, we'll, we'll want to do his will. It's not that we want, don't want to do his will. We'll know that if we actually are committed to doing mm-hmm. his will, when he says, yeah i need you to get rid of this i need you to quit your job actually drop out of you know drop out of this actually this person's no good it's like we that's why it says don't lean on your own understanding god knows what he's talking about you're in a perfect relationship he's saying cut the cord and you're like the more we hesitate the minutes are ticking and he's waiting and he's waiting and he's waiting <laughs> the thing about him is if you don't do it then and there, he'll, he'll, and, and this is what I wanted to bring up with, I mean, Jonah's story is a little bit different, but 
when he has plans like the plans don't not get done even when you think like the plans don't not get done you know when the people they don't listen to him even when you know Judas betraying plans are still being done so plans are still being done right when and you kind of read the bible and you're like well they didn't follow his will obviously you know even Judas specifically he was a disciple no no I want at no point you know he was kind of kind of always living in this sort of farce because in the end you know he did betray but then it's like his will is still being done mm-hmm. and even and the guidance thing is like i always love this quote even if you run 100 paces jesus is 99 paces behind but sometimes we're in those 100 paces you know we kind of mess up so we're kind of going to get into what happens when we don't see him. So I'm, I'm going to share a personal story. I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty. But basically, three days before, so let's just say it was a Monday. On a Monday, I heard him say, you know, lose contact with this person. I'm like, I mean, talking about things are going to get better. Don't even worry about it. And I was kind of telling God off. Like, you don't want to tell God off. You know what I'm saying? Because he's looking out for you, right? If he says, don't get into that car, don't get into that car. I'll be like, don't be really ridiculous, God. You'll protect me. This is him <laughs> protecting you. Don't get in the car. So that's the, the whole thing. The, the thing about it is you always want to say, yeah, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it just goes back to don't lean on your own understanding. Why is it so hard for us to do that? Because we always want to be the author when we were never the author to begin with. We should just... Like, like you said, humility. That's the first thing. Humility. I know I don't know everything, God. And I'm coming to you because I trust you. To actually say those words, I don't think a lot of people mean them. Because in half of their life, you know, they're always talking about, I wish I had seen God in, you know. And I'm, and I'm not here to be like... But the point that I'm saying, even when those people give those testimony, I wish I seek God in this, but I'm here now. It's because we kind of think that we're going to circles and God kind of put us like in a position where, well, because I didn't seek you, you're making me suffer. No, it's not about not, not suffering. You didn't listen. So back to my story. I didn't listen. This person ends up, you know, he, he the God, he was like, you already told me like I know what's gonna happen without telling me I know what's gonna happen because I guess he was I guess he wasn't trying to hurt my feelings so I continued to you know uh, keep in contact and then things just kind of ended like that and I was just like but this happened a while ago so but it still stuck with me because the way I was like trying to just tell God off it just did not make sense in my brain because he literally was trying to like when 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 I say God has your back he really does and when when I didn't listen that hurt me more and I felt even farther and isn't that crazy like you think the thing that yeah I didn't listen you'd come back but that that even made me feel farther and then Guess what? Guess what happens when you start to step away? The devil roaring like a roaring lion. So when you don't seek God, two major things, right? He's going to show you that you you weren't listening. And and it's not about him punishing you. You didn't listen. Specifically, Nebuchadnezzar, God tried to seek him out. God tried to do this. Didn't listen. He said, you know what? I told you what it was. Now you are, you know, almost seven years 
as an animal, nails long as ever, hair long as ever, literally eating grass. So what happens? Was it because God punished Nebuchadnezzar or God warned Nebuchadnezzar? No, God warned Nebuchadnezzar and he didn't listen. And what happened when you don't listen? The repercussions. So did God want to punish Nebuchadnezzar? Actually, guess what about that story? It wasn't an accident. You think even though he was put in that treated like a cow basically kind of thing because cows eat grass so <laughs> he was treated like a cow treated like a wild animal um the next king after him he he ends up dying and Daniel translate the words on the wall and he's like Daniel's basically saying yeah your time is up basically and there's a confusion in this like why would God why it's not about well every day why would god it's not about why would god the whole point actually nebuchadnezzar's purpose in life was to show god is sovereign number one and that happened you know don't don't not listen to god because then you're gonna end up like a wild animal no not literally but what happens when you don't listen consequences that that was the moral of that section of the story and then after nebuchadnezzar's like okay i'm never doing that again he, he finally gives in, similar to Jonah, you know. He finally gives in and he's like, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to seek. I'm ready to do your will. Seeking, doing your will. This kinds of thing, these kinds of things. So then, like I was saying, after the next king, he ends up dying. And why does he end up dying? Because the whole point of Nebuchadnezzar was to be the sign for the kings after. But guess what happened? He didn't listen. Boom. So his will is going to be done when we don't when he seeks us out even when he draws us in and we don't listen and then when we seek him and we don't listen problems. so the moral of the story is there's problems and yeah like i said two things it's not he's punishing you it's he needs you to see that you didn't listen and all he was trying to do was to get you to obey but we always like to learn the hard way secondarily the moment we don't listen and we realize we didn't listen and we should have just listened in the first place the devil guilt trip the devil the devil the devil and the devil but yeah i think that another thing to say as a consequence or what let's just say to ask the question what happens when you don't see god a core thing is just like you're just missing off on that relationship with him mm-hmm. You know, like the core thing, like a really good positive that comes out of seeking God is that your relationship just gets more stronger. And when you're not seeking God, you're allowing your relationship with God to just kind of get broken. And when we talk about like, you know, staying straying away from God and letting the devil come in, it's it's a common thing. You know, spiritual warfare is a real thing. And it usually happens when we are straying away or we're being lazy or being sluggish and we let the door crack just a little bit. And that little bit is just And the devil's feet is small. That's exactly why exactly yeah. That's the whole thing. He can just slither in. That little crack is just enough. And so it's really important that we're just continuing to seek God. I think it's important for every single Christian to do. Because seeking God is how we can strengthen our relationship with him. And it's how we can learn more. It's how we can, you know, continue to be sanctified. And it's how we can escape mm-hmm. certain situations that we that wouldn't mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. happened 
when we're talking about again the consequences that might come a lot of times when god tells us to do something he's doing it for our protection and Mm -hmm. we don't seek him and we don't obey him and the consequences come out of it some people are so quick to blame god for when it's just when we when we if we had just obeyed god in the first place then things like this wouldn't have happened if we had just seek sought god out then some things wouldn't have happened and that's not to say that if you don't see god 100 you're going to go into consequences you're going to fall and you're going to break down it just means that god is there for you and that mm-hmm. he loves you mm-hmm. and that he is the one that you should always hold to and cling to all the time mm-hmm. he is going to take you through the bad and he's going to take you out of the bad and into the good and he's going to take you through the bad if you encounter the bad but you mm-hmm. need god through everything and so I think it's really important that we continue to see God because that's how our relationship with him gets stronger. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that we kind of just bump him down to number, number seven when we don't seek him on the daily. And whoever takes number one, it's kind mm-hmm. of like taking a leech off your skin. Because mm-hmm. you, that's your number one. And now you have to get into the rhythm not even the rhythm you're gonna have to get in a brand new relationship with god to get him to number one <laughs> and you know, know why you know why it's, it's hard to get him to number one yeah because the surrendering humility and the prayer we're not it's persistent mm-hmm. it won't work we're not humble it doesn't go that way mm-hmm. we don't surrender it's not gonna work. shows that we don't really want to commit so don't ever bump him down to number seven because you're just gonna have to go through a process that is not necessary but like the stories in the bible i think we think everything happened in the way that it did because we're learning from it today and obviously god it happened in that way for a very 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 strategic reason um things were prophesied and that was his will people didn't seek him that was his will People seeked him. That was one, and it kind of touched on what Grace said. He allowed. He allows things, and even if we don't seek him a hundred percent, he just loves us, and he wants us to seek him. Like in general, in general, because this is about relationship. Because when we're putting our trust in him, that's what he's really like chasing after. Like as I said, when we're putting our trust in other things. Sometimes we have to think about how that makes him feel because how else are we going to get the message across because we don't bump him down to number seven listening to whoever everybody else after seven or everybody before seven is saying we don't really like yeah he's bumped down to number seven he's good i mean he's still protecting me you know what i'm saying still guiding me still here for me so it's like it's okay you know I'm, i'm good i'm alive he's okay being number seven you will quickly he'll quickly show you he's not okay with number seven Hmm. he wants to be number one he's been trying to get everyone to get him at number one so why do you think that would change with you and especially when you feel like it's okay to keep him at number seven why do you think that you know he wouldn't step in more than step in kind of like put lightning over the sky and kind of get your attention I think that um nobody's perfect and i know that especially as christians starting out in the faith and even just progressing through the faith 
one thing that it's easy to do is bump God to number seven. You know, mm-hmm. it happens frequently because we are never because before you know fully sinners, fully in sin, and then now we're trying to be sanctified. We never had to like put God number one. We were always just used to putting God not even seven. We're talking like maybe you know twenty or thirty because we just never had God in our lives. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's difficult, and no one mm-hmm. is even excusing that. And we're not even going to tell you that it's going to be easy for you to put God at number one because it's absolutely difficult, especially in the world that we live in with so many distractions and so many things that can take your mind off of God. It is hard to keep God number one at all times. But that's exactly why we have God in the first place. We can come to him with these issues, with these problems. And he understands that whole entire part. Because Jesus was tempted. He was. He mm-hmm. was tempted himself. And so he understands that he can sympathize with us. Mm-hmm. He can actually sympathize with us. And so that's the most amazing part. That we can come to God and we can be rest assured that he understands our problems. Because he even went through it himself. Mm-hmm. And so if you're ever going through the problem where it's like, I need to put God first. I'm putting him at seven. I'm putting him at 30 then you can come to him and say, Lord, I need your help. And he can sympathize and he can extend that help because what he wants you to put him at number one. So he's mm-hmm. going to help you to put him at number one. Yeah. That last thing I'll say is like, yeah, touching on what she said, it's 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 very easy to put number seven, number 30 because you have all the 30 other things that are so appealing. Something that you've been relying on before him and he loves you like immensely and that's exactly why he's gonna get bumped to number one because that's that was the whole point and then these testimonies get shared with other people and you know the countdown go begins you know you start telling yeah i god was like number 10 before i before i saw him out and now he's number one and that's the beautiful thing because every every story that god does Every story that God writes for every person, there's always a moment of he really just chased us down because he loved us so much. And that's just amazing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Even going back to Jonah, he wanted, he loves, he, he was really rooting for the people in Nineveh. And, and he said, even despite a little bit of Jonah's stubbornness that I'm going to, you know, this is a great part and a great lesson to learn from, but... He was in the end. What did he tell Jonah? He was like, "You need to see that you know God is mercy." That's oh, he's he's actually the themes. Let me not say the themes, but the thing that he's always constantly showing about his character is that he's always love, mm. he's merciful, he's forgiving, he's right there, he's sovereign, he's etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that's what I say. I know it's hard to bump him down to number seven. I mean, <laughs> I know it's easy to bump him down to number seven. I don't bump him down to number seven. And I'm not just going to leave you like, don't do that. Obviously, start holding yourself accountable. Start praying. Start joining Bible studies. Start joining, joining, joining. Put yourself in actual um, places where his presence is definitely going to be there. And he's definitely going to be looking at you like that kevin hart meme you know that kevin hart meme with the mic mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna be like i'm i'm here what what are you doing what are we what are we doing today and even when you start your day last piece say god how can i look more like you today what do i gotta do to get on what you're what you want for me stuff like that 
Yeah, and when you say it at the beginning of your day, things change. Okay. <laughs> if there's anything that we can end off with today, it's just that we as Christians should always be trying to seek God. Um, it's very important it's very important as Christians to see God and we can do it through prayer and I really you want to start doing that from this moment start every single day with God praying to him talking to him putting your day Mm -hmm. into his hands um, saying that this is my schedule Lord I pray that you help me Lord to do everything with you and when you go to bed when you're about to go to bed talk to him that's how you can start seeking God and then afterwards you can start implementing different things that work for you in your relationship with God and so I think it's really important that we continue to seek God and everything that we can do and to realize that God is wanting us to seek him he wants us to obey him he wants us to love him try to put him number one on your list and to always ask him for help when you are struggling with doing so and so I think Wait, I just have one. Wait, I just have one word. I just have one Mm -hmm. more thing. I'm going. You know, you know what I do as I'm going through this. I actually think about back to what I what I said. Um, just to touch back on the Nebuchadnezzar story. Um, had the the king after him just asked God, "How do I how do I rule?" You know, because obviously Nebuchadnezzar's story, he did not ask. He he believed in the gods and not God. So. Had the next king just asked, God's answer is predictable. He would have been like, look at Nebuchadnezzar. And learning from his, you know, trial and seeing what he did, you know. But he never asked. He never even sought God out. And that kind of, you know, wrote, he, 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 he laid in his bed. He made his bed and he kind of laid in that one. Um, the only thing with Neb, like the whole, like I said, the whole point with Nebuchadnezzar was that he was he was meant for the other kings, but nobody sought God. Nobody, nobody did that. So, hmm. not saying that you're gonna die. <laughs> then the, the, the premise of the story is that do that so we don't have to like kind of feel bad and sucky when we when we don't listen. Yep. Yep. A lot of things can be avoided. Mm-hmm. and obey him we do not mm-hmm. have to always go through the long way but sometimes mm-hmm. going through the long way helps us understand a little bit more because um, sometimes when we go through the short way and when I mean by the short way it's like the shortcut and going through the regular way sometimes when God takes us through the shortcut we don't see what could have happened if we had not listened yeah. to him yeah. so sometimes we have to go through the long way to see how important God is yeah. Sometimes we really do not realize the importance of God's presence in our life until it's just taken away for just a second. And so we can learn from every situation. So if you're ever in a situation where you feel sucky and you feel sluggish and you feel lazy and you feel terrible for putting God at last, just try to find a way to find like a a lesson from that situation and try Mm -hmm. to be proactive. Use those Mm -hmm. actions, move forward and ask God for help. So yeah. Um, and I just want to thank everyone for listening. Yeah, um, we're going to end off in prayer right now. And then um, we're going to end off. And so um, if you'd like, you can close your eyes, bow your heads, and we're going to end off a prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Almighty Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the time that we're living in right now. 
We thank you, Lord, for the ability, oh Lord, to record this message and to help open up this discussion about seeking you, mighty Father. It's really important we understand that importance of seeking you, Lord, in every day, in every way in our lives. We know how difficult it can be, oh Lord. Sometimes it's more easier for us to put you at last instead of putting you first. And Lord, I pray that you help us, Almighty Father, to continue to try to put you first. I pray that you give us the strength to be humble, the strength to be understanding, the strength to seek you, Almighty Father, the ability to be understanding. And I pray that you help us to lean on your understanding and not on ours. I pray that you give us the ability, Almighty Father, Lord, to love you the way that you love us and to be great Christians in our lives. Thank you, Lord, so much for answers to prayers. I pray that anybody who has listened to this message, that they get blessed and that they have the power or the ability, Lord, to move forward in their faith. And I pray that you continue to keep us safe and healthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, without further ado, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. New podcast coming out soon. Hopefully, yeah. Actually, I had one more thing to say because now this is like 15 minutes. This is quick, you know what I'm saying? But, but also, yeah, it, yeah, it was really good, really full. But I was just going to say that quickly, Daniel, picture you were Daniel in the lion's den. You know, sometimes actually he tests us in the sense that he wants to see if we, we recognize his presence because you talked about his presence and sometimes we think it's not there. And what happens when it takes away? You could imagine Daniel was like, it's gone. I'm here now. What's going on? But he didn't even think that for a second. Mm-hmm. And the lion's probably parting with him. And everyone was like, what is going on down there? So sometimes, I just, I just, moral of the story is, he's always looking to see where you're at, how your faith, all these kinds of things. So that's the whole sanctification process. You know, he's really just trying mm-hmm. to get you there. But in that, like I said, it's always a testimony to be made. So maybe you should share a testimony with somebody, you know, somebody even you mean to share it with, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you have a line, you have a Daniel in lines, that kind of story, or or vice versa, or the opposite. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you all. So with that being said, we are Project Saved. Out. <laughs>